Welcome to the Resound Worship Songwriting Podcast, episode 106. I'm Joel Payne. I'm Sam Hargreaves. And this is a podcast to equip and inspire grassroots songwriters serving their local church and beyond. In this episode, we'll be reflecting on our US adventures, reviewing February's Songs of Rest and setting a new challenge for March. Hi, Joel. Hi, Sam. Howdy. How- howdy. Oh I, was, oh, I was supposed to start the podcast like this. So you want to be on a podcast, do you? <laughs> it's... <laughs> <laughs> Is that how all the Americans That's talk roughly to you? how they all spoke. They were like, so, really? so you're from England, are you? <laughs> she? <laughs> oh, some kind of wise guy, huh? <laughs> um, yeah, hi. I've been to, <laughs> so we went to America. <laughs> and lost your mind. Yes. <laughs> yes. In this month of rest, we did you a lot. You have not been resting, bro. No, not at all. Um, really, but restoring, maybe recreationalizing, yeah. nice. recreational rest. That's the legal awesome. sort. Yeah, <laughs> we, um, yeah, we did. So yeah, we went to America. How was it? Oh man, it's so good. Um, best bit probably was really early on. Um, apart from being, but so can I just do a huge shout out for Elise Massa? who is possibly yeah. the greatest person in the world well, now, well, who just organises us to within an inch of our lives, but kept we were just alive enough to enjoy it. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, it was incredible. She was... Thank you, Elise. Thank you, thank Yay. you. Because we couldn't have done it without her help. So we had uh, a songwriting retreat, a United Adoration one, in Ambridge, in... Um, well, it's basically on the edge of Pittsburgh. And um, I think around 25, 30 people came, almost all of whom were 12-song challenges. Wow. Oh, it was a dream. I I was going to say, we met so-and-so, and then I realised I'll miss someone out, and then it'll sound... Yeah, That person yeah, yeah. will feel sad, even though it's really hard to remember everybody. <laughs> but we, we met Keiko. We met Keiko in real life. Is she real? She is real, and she's coming on the show later. Oh. Yeah, that was yeah, but that not was like. Still don't get to. It's like, alright if I sing like one favorite, isn't it? And then, well, she's a forum. She was the original forum mom. So. She was, yeah. Um, so that was really <laughs> nice. And those um, UA people, they know what they're doing. So it's a great little treat. Um, oh, cool. So nice to, yeah, just so nice to see people and connect with a few who'd been to Wydale last year as well. Um, it's like meeting old friends for the second time. Aww. That's for Travis. <laughs> um and amazing the songs people were writing a lot of collaboration just in the course of 24 hours together incredible stuff um and some new friends as well we met some new people who have since signed up and you never know they might be listening to this wow hello hi so particularly emily you were supposed to say something other than howdy you you were saying the other day something about you're not supposed to say some phrase that you'd learned oh Yins. Yins? Yeah. And yins means y'all in uh. Pittsburgh. And yins. if you're from Pittsburgh, you're called a yinzer. Well, yeah. there you go. Yeah. How about that? Born and bred. You were born and bred yinzer. So we did that. Me, Andy Clark, and Christopher Juby. And uh, then we also, we 
helped lead worship in Elisa's church, Church of the Ascension in Pittsburgh, which is mm-hmm. really fun. Big Anglican church. Um, and big Anglican church in a way that it's not so common. You know, we've talked about this before. How there's a sort of liturgical church with contemporary leanings yeah. in the US in the way we don't really get in that way. We have loads of contemporary worship type Anglican churches. But what they do is they basically just do away with as much liturgy as they can, yeah. don't they? Whereas this yeah. was full on liturgy. All the yeah. liturgy. You name it. Yeah. They liturged it. <laughs> but also... Um, <laughs> Also, uh, all the contemporary songs, but also the choir at other points. And, oh, it was great. Um, yeah. And Elisa's husband, Chris, is a bit of a musical genius. Wow. Directing the choir, composing anthems, playing the drums, a really good drummer. Um, so that was really nice. Um, and then we did a concert there as well, which was fun, um, with Elise and Chris again helping us there. We did a concert on the Saturday night at the retreat, and Keiko played cello with us and Rachel sang with us as well which was really fantastic and then we did a road trip up to Michigan stopping off at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame where I got my photo taken next to Billy Joel's leather jacket I thought you were going to say you got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yeah yeah, but yeah (laughs) but I got my photo taken next to Billy Joel's leather jacket forget all that induction nonsense no, that hasn't yeah. happened yet. I th- I did think maybe because Elise is very organised, I thought maybe she had organised that, <laughs> and that we were going to get inducted. <laughs> but it didn't happen. But I overcame Mate, my disappointment. Next year, yeah, next year. Uh, that was really um, that was great. It was surprisingly moving. Actually, Chris was saying, it, you know, you think it's going to be a bit of a kind of music museum, but as mm. you. You realise as you go through this place and there's all these guitars and outfits and people's scrawled lyrics and other, you know, all kinds of things mm. around. You realise just how important all of these people have been in yeah. the formation of music and therefore the formation of your life. And it was a quite a wow. poignant thing to go there. Um, so, yeah, really good. And then we went mm. to the Calvin Symposium mm. in Grand Rapids. So Grand Rapids, you've probably heard of because lots of books are published there. Yeah. Um, and the Calvin Symposium, so Calvin University is a kind of reformed university. They have a seminary attached to it, and they do this worship mm. symposium every year. Um, and it, I don't know how many it attracts. It's maybe a couple of thousand or something who go to it. Wow. Um, and it's on the more sort of academic end of things. Um, mm-hmm. And the, fir- the opening session, um, mm. so they start this opening session, and we're there sort of somewhere in the back corner of the, the auditorium. And... They have quite a thing about multicultural things. They often have different languages for the songs they're singing and stuff. So they're doing this thing where there are all kinds of languages going on. Um, and there's a certain sort of formality to it. It's not, again, you just struggle would struggle to find something quite like this in the UK context. Mm. Um, a, a kind of, a slight kind of liturgical formality even mm-hmm. to a conference. So there's a sense in which we're kind of sitting there thinking, you know, me and Chris and Andy thinking, okay, yeah, this is a bit different from UK conferences. And, to, um, you know, I mean, it was notable that, for example, they'd got some of the students doing the opening worship. Uh, they hadn't mm. hired in all the professionals. It wasn't full right, on right, right. slick, amazing, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. But then in Arabic, I can't remember the words, but it started going. <laughs> we sang "Shine, Jesus, Shine" <laughs> in Grand Rapids. Wow! In Arabic awesome. and then in English. And honestly, we were 
<laughs> we were so funny. We were all absolutely delighted. We were like, yeah. Aww. And Andy was at the end giving it the whole clap and everything. <laughs> and afterwards, an American lady said, can I just ask, you know, you look very happy when that came out. Were you being ironic? <laughs> no. But what I realized was... Um, that's part of our heart music, isn't it? That that song, yeah, because it, yeah, it's part of our journey. It's an important part of our journey. So there you go. I've given you two examples of musical things that are part of our journey. Oh. And whether you knew you loved them before you went there, you realise you did. So it's great. And then we met all, yeah, again, just all kinds of really interesting people. My highlight of meeting people was meeting David Taylor, otherwise known as W. David O. Taylor. Oh, yeah. He's just a brilliant man, a brilliant author, thinker, speaker. And we we had such fun. I dropped him a line before we got there because I wanted to, to see if I could say hello. And, yeah. And we, we arranged to go to a brewery one evening. So we went with oh. a few of the Calvin people as well. But the really funny thing was, it was kind of really looking forward to it. And then David came, sat next to me. We both had our pint of Grand Rapids beer. And he said, yeah. oh, we're looking forward to meeting you. And then his, the band started up in the corner of the brewery and it was absolutely ear-splittingly loud. <laughs> <laughs> and we had, people ended up trying to have conversations across the table by writing things on their phones and then showing each other the phones. <laughs> oh, it's mad. Um, but I also saw, uh, yeah, it was really nice. Andy was having a great uh, chat with Wendell Kimbrew. Nice. Imagine the songs they would write. That'd I know, cool. yeah, that'd be, cool, that'd be wouldn't a powerhouse, it? wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, yeah, but I want to say big thank you and thank you to uh, Rachel as well and the UA people, um, and for everyone just being so generous and warm. And I feel like we've got a proper little family across the sea. Oh, um, so that's lovely. I think we might be back. I kind of watch this space a bit, but I th- we're thinking. Maybe we'll hear from people what what they think, but we're thinking maybe there's a sort of rhythm here of mm. a kind of spring thing with with US family. Maybe. Lovely, lovely. Oh, brilliant! Yeah. And then because you were fully refreshed and not tired at all, you decided to go on tour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was really good. Uh, <laughs> a short doxicology tour, four nights, because the church in my village where we recorded sing a hymn. Actually, it wasn't the church, but it was the sort of um, churches together group in the villages had mm. asked if we could do a doxicology concert. And so it made sense if we're going to get people together to do a few. So, yeah, yeah we went to Knoll um, and to Hinkley and to Walsall and to Woodhouse Eaves. Um, mm. Me, Matt Weeks, Andy Clark again, and Gemma. Yeah. Gemma Sharnofsky. Oh, that's good. Uh, and it was actually really... Oh, and Matt Seymour as well. Matt Seymour came into sound for us. Um, Excellent. So we had... Yeah, it was really good. It was kind of a bit lower key because we didn't have the drum kit and all the tracks and all the other stuff. Uh, but it was... Yeah, it was really good. Um, and... But yeah, really special as well to be to do it in my home village and sort of mm. stand there. And I recognised all these people from different parts of my life and different churches and other places. And... Um, yeah, super encouraging, but but tiring. Oh, cool. So I don't suppose you've yeah. got any resources on the theme of rest that I could borrow. <laughs> I'm a bit tired. Oh, bless you. So how it works? Yeah. Are they sort yeah. of? Do they do they deal with the problem after the event, or are they more sort well, of? 
It's the funny thing is, I, I, I saw Geraldine and Carey a couple of weeks ago, and I said, well, we just launched this whole resource on REST, but we've been so busy, like, getting it out, getting it finished. We had a bit of a problem with the print run, then people bought too many, so we had to print more. And and I was, you know, and I just said, I feel, I feel a bit of a fraud that I'm really busy, you know, launching a <laughs> yeah. project on REST. Um, but they pointed out very well, as I was praying, that, you know, work is worship and REST is worship. And so... Um, yeah, you know, you can work to the glory of God and you can rest to the glory of God and you've got to have that rhythm yeah. uh, rather than beating yourself up as I was, you know, on the edge of doing yeah. <laughs> for being busy. There's the sort of, yeah, there's a kind of an irony, but it, it's yeah. just irony. It's not a, yeah, I understand. Yeah. I understand that. It's a great thing yeah. you've done. I, I've noticed, I don't know if you have as well, but I, I just feel like everywhere I look, I'm seeing things about rest all of a sudden. I'm seeing people writing songs, creating albums. There's a new thing from um, Fuller Seminary where they've been doing a thing with the Porter's Gate. Have you seen that with mm. Worship for Workers? Oh, right. It's worth Googling, actually, because they've got a kind of yeah. website with it. But when you go on there, and they're gradually beginning to build up some worship resources and so on, but loads of them are really about rest rather than yeah. about work. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because it's important. I just yeah, I totally think it's a mo- it's having its moment. And we've said, as I said, like we had to immediately reprint more because we sold more than we printed and um yeah we've, def- we, we've done a couple of church services around it in different places and that's been really well received so yeah and thanks to everyone for you know piling on with the with the theme this month because i've you know just so many good songs going oh i wish they'd written that six months ago and i could have put it in the book but hopefully we can uh, you know keep highlighting people's new songs around this this stuff there are two and a half weeks left if you want to send in your songs on themes of hope and themes of lament um, for Ooh. our particular project. Um, so I think once upon a time, we'd set the deadline slightly earlier. I think it was the end of Feb, but I pushed it back a little bit. So there's still a couple of weeks okay. to do that. So we'd love to have those. You can either do it... Um, if you if you go onto, our, onto the Resound website, there's a place you can use to send songs. Um, and there's also the Jubilate Journey to Resurrection project as well. It's a whole range of things where we're just looking for... We just want the best songs. Whatever's out there. 12 song It's time to review the 12 Song Challenge from February, and I'm delighted to say that joining us are the illustrious Keiko Ying and the magnificent Andrew Finden. Yay! Yay! Um, I'm sorry to say, dear listener, that due to a slight technical malfunction, what follows does not in fact feature the illustrious Keiko Ying because we failed to record her audio and therefore is a slightly edited, truncated version with the wonderful Andrew Finden. Uh, Keiko and I will reappear a little bit later in the podcast to cover whatever was missed. We've already mentioned Keiko as being um, the original forum mom. Um, but Andrew, this is your... Is it? No, you've been, have you been on the podcast before? I can't remember now. I, I don't think so. No, <laughs> you'd remember, wouldn't you? I don't know. Maybe we've just had, we've talked on Zoom before, so I feel like we've right, done yeah. this before. <laughs> Andrew, tell the, the listeners a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I'm from Australia originally and live in Germany, southwest Germany, in Karlsruhe uh, right now. I've been here for about 10 years um, and opera singer by day uh, or by night. Or by night. <laughs> uh, and... Yeah, involved in songwriting and and worship leading in my church here. Cool. Um, so, and you've yeah. been involved in the Twelve Song Challenge for a few years now, haven't you? Yeah, I think this is my fourth season. Hey. Oh, that's good. That's good stuff. Good and um, just to complete all the admin details, you are deputising 
for Rachel Wilhelm. Rachel Wilhelm, yes. In, from Team... St. Martins. Team St. Martins, which I can recommend. If you ever uh, come to the UK and want to go to one of the most beautiful places, St. Martins, an island off the coast of Cornwall. It's absolutely yeah. gorgeous. There you go. Gorgeous. Right. Uh, well, let's look back at this last month. I, I We're all having these ironic conversations about how busy and tired we've all been in this in this month of rest. But maybe Lent is going to be the month of rest. Um, <laughs> I'm interested to know uh, just general reflections of what you've seen across the place. Sam, maybe just first up, because you set this challenge. What's your general reflections on, on it? I'm really, really impressed. I think people have really gr- gone for this. I don't think it's... I don't get the impression it's been hard particularly, which is quite nice to have a challenge that's not too challenging for once. Um, but people have definitely taken, you know, of a whole variety of approaches and lots of them have just really felt restful. I think that's a lovely thing that mm-hmm. when you listen to them, you go, oh, yes, musically, I'm really I'm really entering into this. It's, that's been lovely. mm Andrew? Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. There's, um, you know, we're not getting any big sort of fist-pumping anthems this month. Um, <laughs> but, it's, <laughs> but it's been really nice, yeah, just to see the way um, people have interpreted the theme. Um, you know, there's people um, writing lullabies, there's people mm. writing songs for funerals. As a, mm. So different, different elements of rest, different ways of resting. Um, it's been really interesting. I, I found I kept seeing things on the rest theme in all kinds of places as, as a result suddenly noticing other songs other writers other projects after we did the retreat in Ambridge a few people went to down to Washington to do a retreat with Fuller Seminary and um, Porter's Gate the Worship for Workers project and a lot of stuff there that came out was about rest because that mm. was the sort of the, that was the thing that people needed to sing yeah um as always we're going to feature some that um, Andrew and Keiko have picked out. So maybe if we start with Andrew, um, introduce the first one, we'll have a, we'll have a listen. Yeah, from, uh, so from my team, from St. Martin's, uh, Philip Boothroyd, Be Still My Soul. When I wake and I rise in the morning, be still my soul, as a thousand concerns come a-calling. Still my soul I will open my heart to the Spirit And ask what we're doing today Then I'll step out to face all that's coming So be still my soul When I see that the new sun is shining Be still my soul Though the tasks of the day keep on coming Be still my soul In the midst of it all there is Jesus He shares in the burdens I bear And He gives me the strength to keep going So be still my soul When I'm tired and it's dark in the evening Be still And however the days left me feeling Be still my soul I shall leave my concerns with the Father And thank Him for all that's gone well And I'll pray for a night that brings healing So be still my soul 
I'm a I'm a sucker for a good structure in a song, and I just love how it just you know takes the whole day, the the structure of the day, and just puts that each each part of the day into perspective of just coming back to God, coming back to Jesus, and 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 giving it over to Him, and and resting in His His control and His care. I, just, I thought that was great. I, there's such a lyrical warmth to it. I was I was thinking as I, I just there's some there's a, it's almost like his personality comes through. There's a warmness mm. to the lyrics. I feel encouraged as it, as yeah. it sings. Let's go for another one. Yeah, um, Rachel Johnson uh, has a song called Breathe. I cast myself before your throne, a crumbled mess of flesh and bone, each sinew, vessel, nerve and cell, crushed by the weight of armored shell. Discouraged, weary and afraid, my broken spirit starts to fade, but through the darkness shines a light, your gentle Just breathe, breathe again. To breathe, just breathe, breathe again. When walking through the sinking ground, death shadows pressing. All around with love songs hanging unconfessed. The grief weighs heavy. It's such a cool contrast of those really like lyric laden verses. Yeah. And you almost kind of want to go, oh, maybe cut some of the syllables out. But of course, it's clever that it's really laden and then it's just breathe. Yeah. And you sort of, she's really intentionally having that contrast. Yeah, mm. that's right. Yeah, and the, just the the imagery um, she's used is just so so tangible and so vivid. I, I really really enjoyed that. I liked hearing um, Rachel. I think it must have been Rachel's husband Steve singing. It sounded like him, and he's got a he's got a proper trained voice. So if I'd been singing that when I got to the last breathe, it would have gone breathe. <laughs> <laughs> he had loads of breath left because <laughs> he knows how to breathe. <laughs> All right, uh, Vicky Cook. Jesus said, "Come to me." Is the next one I had.
I think it just nails the, the theme really um, and it, it's just so so simple and yet beautiful and it has a kind of inevit- inevitability about it where it doesn't get in the way it just kind of absolutely helps you get to the point and I can totally imagine using that in a service um, uh, and it just people singing along or just being able to meditate with the, the words as they're sung uh, I think it's a really really great job mm. I like the, the the chorus teases you a little bit harmonically, doesn't it? Because you're so what it doesn't quite come back to right home until the last until the last word. At which point you say yes, it's that's it. I'll give you rest. We've landed. <laughs> really nice. Uh, let's okay. Let's have another. So how should we do this, Keiko? Shall we pretend <laughs> that you've been here the whole time, or or shall we introduce oh. it? <laughs> yeah. Because if, so if we pretend you've been here the whole time, I'm going to have to ask you why you haven't said anything for 15 minutes. <laughs> Everything seem... you guys said was just so captivating. I was speechless. I said so many nice things about you as well, and I just can't remember what any of them were. <laughs> well, yes. thank you. Thank so. you for popping back into Podcast sure. Central to Resound Towers. Uh, Resound Towers, which is currently getting knocked about. They've started making holes in my walls, actually. What? Yeah. Well, we're having, have I told you this before? We're having the house renovated and extended and they've been building outside right up until the last day or so. And now I've come inside to start ripping things. Yeah, we have to move out swiftly. So we better do this quickly. Oh, no. Casey knocks through the wall. All right. (laughs) It's okay. Go, go. (laughs) Right. So, uh, where did we get to? Um, So, Keiko, what have you picked out from this month's rest (laughs) offerings? Well, um, one song I really wanted to share was by Wally Brath. And Wally, um, he just joined in the month of February. So he's brand new. And I actually got to meet him at the retreat, which was Mm. super cool. But um, he is a great congregational songwriter. And he wrote one called Perfect Peace. piano intro it kind of um took that space to 
to set the mood and to play around a little bit with the meter. Um, but then when you get into the, um, the sung part, it's, it has kind of a familiarity to it. Um, easy to join right in. You only need to hear like a couple lines and you feel like you can start singing right away. Yeah. And, uh, and I love that, the, the release into the chorus with those um, elongated vowels and kind of giving you spray, space, to, space to meditate and process what you've been singing about. Yeah, the breathe out of Jesus mm. is, it's just the space you need, isn't it, at that point? Mm. Um, I, yeah. I, I, I like the way it wound down the final cadence into perfect peace and the little, the G minor of the B flat mm -hmm. that's there for Andy Clark to enjoy. <laughs> and didn't you think, uh, this is a slight side point, but didn't you think it sounded quite a lot like an Andrew Frindon song? I actually did. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> he totally could have written that song. He could have done, which yeah, is high there's... praise. <laughs> high true. praise to our esteemed colleague who's not now sitting in the room, so much as it will confuse all of the listeners. Yeah, great job, Wally. <laughs> and we really enjoyed meeting you. Um, uh, well, actually, I saw Wally over the several times over the space of a week while I was in the States. So he's one of my, one of my best US friends now. So it's really <laughs> delighted that he's joined in. Um, what else have we got? Um, so the next song is a completely different approach. Um, and I just thought it was really interesting because uh, this is by Paul Myers and it's a song called Be Still My Soul. And it's, it's, it's kind of like a choral piece. It's kind of like a tizzy piece. And, um, and he really took only just a few words and set them to music. So maybe we can just listen to it really quick. Be still my soul. incredible <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it's a it's a completely different different approach but um and it may be easy to get distracted by um the production of it because uh, he did a lot with it but um what I was noticing is just the melody itself is so simple and so repetitive that it would be really really easy yeah. I think for a congregation to to sing along um yeah super narrow range mm. um with all these kind of interesting shifting harmonies underneath and um Andrew pointed out, which I didn't even uh, notice, that um, 
the kind of drama of the harmonies and the drama he puts in with, with all of that production reflects the drama of the psalm itself that it's taken from. So yeah. that's an interesting point too. Yes, it's not a, yes, yeah, not just a, a gentle sitting by a, a stream kind of be still my soul. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm yeah incredible. I, I it, I'm intrigued because the the track title is "Be Still My Soul" muted tracks. So I can only imagine there was once more. <laughs> and, oh wow! And Paul must have muted some of it. But yeah, that's oh really fantastic. Okay, let's have another one. Yeah. So um, this is also a really different approach. I um, uh, by Mike Clifford. So he uh, wrote a song called "God in the Space," uh, based on a Ukrainian lullaby. this because um he took you know an existing melody mm. uh that's very singable um he did tweak it a little bit because it had um some unusual elements to it it was like in three but then it would switch to like two four mm-hmm. um and so um it was fun to see the way he took on advice from uh, fellow 12 song challengers um how to make it more singable um and more restful um, so that was fun. And, and I think that you could imagine taking that and any worship team could could play that, could, yeah. t- could take it on and um, really easily. Definitely. So, yeah. A beautiful simplicity so. as well in that, you know, there, there aren't very many words. It took me by mm-hmm. surprise that it finished. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it was just, it was as simple as that. Um, lovely. Oh, I love it when Mike plays his whistle as well. His, his low whistle. Yeah. Low uh, whistle. I was yeah. caught off guard because that file's called God in the Space Whistle. Yeah. I was like, what is, what is a space whistle? Like a really different song. The one we just, sorry, it takes me back to the Paul Myers one. As I was listening to it, oh, I was yeah. thinking it reminds, towards the end, it was a bit like the, the outro of Mr. Blue Sky. Um, What's Mr. Blue Sky? ELO. Do you know? Oh, look that one up. Um, I can't okay. sing it to you, but it has this, it's it's from that era where they have a completely different section for the outro, and yeah. um, have a listen to it. it reminds me, but then it, I thought actually it 
could have been called God in this space whistle. So there we go. We've completely mixed things up <laughs> at this stage. Okay. Oh, thank you, Keiko. So, That's great. Sure. And really highlighting the extraordinary and wonderful diversity of style that we find across the 12 Song Challenge. I love the way that all kinds of different music finds its way in here and finds its home. And we just pitch in and enjoy one another. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's pretty special. Is there time for me to just name a couple of people who wrote some really beautiful songs? Or are we, yeah, are I we think, kind no, of Yeah, I think you should. I think you should do it. So, I mean, um, yeah, the song Chloe Rose and Jimmy Orr wrote was just so beautiful. It's something that if you if you really want to kind of be transported to musically to a really worshipful space, um, their their song I can't remember the name of it, um, but it's it's um, it's gorgeous. Josh Marlowe he wrote this awesome song called "Are You Weary." It has this a really down to earth sort of feel, and he wow he really um, he spent a lot of time with a, also a lot of back and forth tweaking. Um, tweaking that song, but it's it's just fantastic. I I really enjoyed Rebecca B's and James Martin's song. It's called Breathe, um, but they wrote it so that you can actually breathe to it, with the idea that you would oh, really yeah. um, go into it, actually experiencing it, breathing in and breathing out. Um, you know, so picking the tempo and picking the words. Um, and just one more, uh, Dave Shaw wrote this really really special song called shadow of your wings it's really beautiful language um and musically just so evocative with um the way he plays the guitar and um and then his melodies uh it's one of those songs that kind of gives you through the music it gives you the sense of the meaning almost without needing the words in a way so Mm. um i don't know people may be already on to the new challenge but if you have time to go back and listen to some of these i mean and there's so many more so Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, can I do a few honourable mentions? Of course you can. Uh, I think Andrew mentioned earlier a funeral song. Steve Randall wrote a song for uh, someone who'd passed away in their fellowship uh, and uh, called Nightfall, which is a bit of a pun because it was using the K-N night um, and talking about someone sort of laying down their, their arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really, really beautiful um, sort of sentiment, but also musically really interesting sort of dinosaur junior uh, kind of style um emily uh, scobie linville it was her first time posting and i thought she did a terrific job I want to encourage her mm. and i know we've got a few kind of people on here who've only just joined so just want to encourage all of you guys who are first time posters um and then finally i just wanted to mention trevor thorne's turn off your computer mm. because i had a verse in my rest him that talked about this kind of stuff but he's done an entire hymn to this tune of the streets of laredo which is a tune i love anyway and i'd love it if we could hear a bit of it because it's just such a brilliant job yeah turn off your computers your tablets your mobiles put them aside for just one day a week Then in the stillness ask God to give respite, and free of this pressure allow him to speak. Open your heart and your mind to the moments, tranquil without all those constant demands, that FOMO can thrust on you minute by minute, or colleagues call pressure, so hard to withstand so 
Treat yourself gently and try not to worry, even though this may seem hard at the first. Once you're disconnected from global distractions, this gives your soul freedom with God to converse. Such space God will honour, be sure you can trust him. Remember his pledge to the weary and worn. Cast all of your worries, distress and frustration upon me and I'll give you rest from life's storm. This one day in seven is God's holy Isn't that awesome? Pattern. It is. <laughs> Uh, as and as Andrew pointed out, uh, or I think someone did, that he's got the word FOMO in there, which is <laughs> yeah, win some sort of prize. That's like Hall of Fame lyric. That's up there with sea otters, I think. Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that he he leaned into that. I think sometimes we be, we can be so scared of being specific that we're just vague and it doesn't really you know say anything meaningful. But he was just like, nope, this is what we're talking about. With that stuff, it's if you're gonna go, if you're gonna be specific, if you're gonna use modern language, if you're gonna name things, just do it all the way through. What What's weird is when you've got something that sounds slightly oldie and poetic, and then you throw in mm. the word email. But if your song <laughs> is about computers and tablets and FOMO, and you can sing about email all you like, does he mention email? <laughs> <laughs> it's time to name the star of the month who has been a wonderful forum member this month. Yeah, yeah, Susan Goforth. Um, she, once again, is one of these people that gives really, really thoughtful feedback, not only just encouraging, but really um, has, has been around thinking about what it would take to make um, each person's song um, better, or at least things to think about. So I really appreciate her input. Star, 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 star of the month. Ooh, 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 pew, pew, ooh. pew, 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 pew. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to set a new challenge for March. And the March challenge is called Psalms, brackets, the other ones, close brackets. <laughs> so those of us who have been around the 12 Song Challenge for a while, we know that we did a Psalms month back in October 2021, which is quite a long time ago now, isn't it? Um, and... Uh, I think it's the only Psalms month we've done. We maybe did one in the first year. But in that October one, we covered 90 different Psalms between us. Mm. Um, so there's sort of, there's a kind of, there's unfinished business um, for the 12 Song Challenge as a general thing. Um, but also I was thinking, I wonder why we didn't do those other 60. And it may just be complete coincidence that we never went there. Or maybe there's some of the slightly more obscure ones or the less easy to dig into and find inspiration type ones. So it felt like that would be a good thing for us to revisit. And um, so I'm going to give us, uh, and I will post it on the um, on the website and I'll send it out in the email and so on, a list of the 60 Psalms we didn't cover. Now, if you're new to this and you've never written a, version of a psalm before or this is literally your fifth song because you've only just joined the challenge then hey pick any psalm you like but i think it would be quite quite fun and interesting challenge for us to try and home in on those ones that we didn't cover last time and mm. maybe it turns out it's just it's a, it's a breeze but i expect we might find some stuff that's a, a little bit more more tricky to handle um we can see um and it's worth just re sort of revisiting a few suggestions for ways you can approach 
um, setting a psalm. I might share a few and then maybe just see if the, the rest of you got any particular suggestions for how you might approach things. One of them is to is to make a metrical version. We talk about meter and metrical versions at times and just to um, revisit that. M metrical texts and tunes are how hymns have worked for centuries. And it's essentially, it's a structure, structured number of syllables per line that you do each time. And there are some really common meters, like one that's called common meter, 8686, or there's long meter, 8888, and other such things. It's a number of syllables uh, per, per line. Now you can, in a sense, you can do this however you want. I, I find this a really helpful thing. You just take the text of the psalm, you limit yourself to a particular metrical structure, and you just kind try and fit it in, which means restructuring lines, rewriting some lines, but just trying to get the whole general thought in there. It can be quite helpful to go light on the rhyme scheme, to just rhyme lines two and four, for example, uh, is much easier than trying to rhyme every alternating line. You can try different things. Um, and pay mm. attention when you do it to the stresses that are in there. So that you might have heard of iambic and trochaic as two words to do with hymns. And iambic means you start with a soft stress followed by a strong one. So for example, amazing grace, how sweet the sound is small stress, big stress. Um, but trochaic, for example, all creatures of our God and King, lift up your voice and da da da. But that puts the stress on the first syllable. Um, so my my. And if you think if you think about it, the words iambic that is in itself iambic, iambic, and then trochaic goes on the. That, that's also the... iambic, <laughs> isn't it? Trochaic. Oh yeah, depends how you say it. But iambic oh, is yeah. very naturally iambic, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> What do I mean then? Oh, lefty I'm loosey, righty wrong, tighty. That works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sam's, Every good Sam's boy deserves favour. Yeah, meter recognition system. There's a, there is something that makes sense there, but yeah. it's gone from my mind now. Yeah. yeah, sorry. You can you can edit that or leave but it. No, in I for might leave it too. I think. Um, the, <laughs> the the other tip is pick a tune that you already know and write for that, and either leave it with that tune. Or once you've done it, write a new tune. So it's, it's quite, it can be quite easy because having a tune means you, you're really clear on the kind of the shapes of the melody and the, and the stresses mm. in it and things, and that can really help and can make it really singable as well. The second suggestion is to find a refrain, usually a line, maybe two lines at the heart of the psalm, and write the refrain first. So um, we interviewed Wendell Kimbrew a few years back, and I would definitely go back and listen to his interview because he does this so well. He's about the best person I think I've come across at doing this, of picking out a refrain from the psalm. And, and what his thing is that he uses them every week in his church for the psalm that's part of the liturgy. He writes a refrain and they'll speak some and they'll sing some. And the ones that really take off, he tries actually writing tunes for verses as well. And it tends to be a little bit, it can be a kind of straight setting or it can be a kind of um, a, a, a paraphrase. He tends to kind of get stuck into the psalm, the psalm and retell it from within it, if that makes sense. But that's that's quite a nice mm. way of doing it. You, you dig through the psalm. What's the, what's the one line which the mm. whole thing hangs on? So there's, I was thinking, an example of his from Psalm 62. I'll not be shaken. I'll not be shaken for my hopes in his love. From God alone comes my salvation. I'll wait and trust his steadfast love. Is that I'll not be shaken, which is the kind of core of the psalm. And then the rest of it come, comes out from there. Um, Rachel Wilhelm likes to give people five minutes yeah. with the psalm, doesn't she? To yeah. just in literally in five minutes, write a refrain out of it. Yeah. And then often that will then be the springboard. So maybe limit, you know, grab a psalm, give yourself five minutes, just 
write a refrain in five minutes mm. and then that might be the springboard yeah. for the whole thing. Um, and then the other thing is you could try setting stuff. It's really hard, but you could try setting some scripture word for word. I would say don't try and do the whole psalm if you do that. You know, the, the, one of the strengths of setting scripture word for word is if you use the version that your church uses then there's an extra resonance in that isn't there of it's it, it kind of it comes alive in a new in a new kind of way and i think that can be really strong there's a, an australian group the sons of cora who've been doing mm. this for years and they're more or less word for word occasional little edits just to sneak bits into fit but usually those edits are still the words maybe just swapping the order of a line or, or something mm. pretty close you're nodding andrew are you familiar oh, i with love it? sons of cora yeah takes me way back uh, <laughs> yeah those so I, those are three ways you could approach um doing psalms i don't know if the, the rest of you've got any other suggestions or ways you like to approach it if you were tackling a psalm uh well i, I did an interesting thing during the the fujimura challenge or whatever the name of that challenge was where i i took a psalm and um instead of trying to write a, the whole psalm as one song i kind of just split it up into fragments and created kind of a five mini songs oh. out of like mm. five lines of the psalm and I, f I found that really freeing because i wasn't trying to squash things into a, a musical structure i was like oh this bit inspires this kind of music and then this bit inspires mm. this kind of music and mm. you know whether that's something that we can actually use in a service or, i'm not sure but um it was an interesting experiment. Psalms often contain quite a few different thoughts. They're not just one kind of neat, nuggety thing, are they? And, and so mm. having you know, something like, like musical theatre is quite a useful reference point for, for the, you know, just being mm. able to have a bit of, to, to extend beyond the song form of the, of the sort of the basic song form to kind of do justice to the different thoughts, emotions and ideas that, that are in there. Um, I think it's, yeah, I think it's a good yeah. idea. And maybe just moving away from that, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus idea and be like, okay, we have an A section yeah. and then I have a B section and then, well, this bit's mm. a C section and, you know, it's mm. it kind of hangs together musically, but it's not the same each time. And what time. quite a few people did last time was to make those sections even overlap on top of each other, um, you know, musically. So you yeah. Could, uh, yeah, yeah, same chord progression. Very interesting. Sam, you had a, an yeah. idea for uh, approach to this. Yeah, well, I was just thinking about if people have maybe have been around the, the challenge for a while and are looking for an extra level challenge uh maybe that's to kind of um just explore a style of psalm singing that you're not so familiar with so the psalms have been sung many different ways in different parts of the world over different parts of church history and i was i, I have this new um routine which is when i'm making the breakfast in the morning i listen to radio three which is the bbc's classical um channel and this morning uh, they played Psalm 16 from uh, Gaelic psalm singing. I don't know if anyone's familiar with that, but it's sung in the Gaelic language, mostly in the Outer Hebrides uh, on the Isle of Lewis. This one was recorded live. And if you go um, on Spotify, there's a really beautiful um, recordings. Um, they're, they're called The albums are called Psalm, which is without a P, S-A-L-M, um, produced uh, on Lewis by... Callum Martin and I started listening to those on Spotify and they're just beautiful they're um there's no harmony and there's no accompaniment and they line out a line this they sing out a line and then the congregation joins in and sings a slightly longer slightly different version and the way that they're recorded um people aren't singing in strict time so the way she described it on the 
on the on the radio was it's like a murmuration of the <laughs> the, 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 the sort of the the melody sort of slightly yeah. shifts as it's sort of goes you have to listen to it to, to completely get it but it's it's like that sort of movement together but not in strict time yeah it's really really beautiful and wow. yeah totally different and and i just thought well you know you're probably not going to be able to write one of those exactly but maybe you could listen to that and get some ideas for writing your own styles or um anglican chant is another one um which is taking you know a sort of and you sort of have a certain amount of syllables or you you mark where you're going to change the note uh on the on the text you might want to have a little listen to that we'll put a, a video of one of those uh in the notes so you can go and listen to one of those maybe if you if you never do you know looked at that before maybe just explore it a little bit see if it sparks anything for you or the other one is the pakistan psalms um there's a real tradition of singing the, the psalms in pakistan and there's some resources on the calvin uh, website about that people being interviewed and some examples of that so again i just thought you know maybe if if you're needing a bit of a kind of refresher maybe you've written a load of psalms before and you think i want to do something a bit different Maybe just dive into a into a style of psalm singing that is different and allow that to inspire something. Mm. The the thing about the Hebridean um, psalm, I've visited the Hebrides a few times and been to the, some of the the um, the Free Church of Scotland mm. out there, and lots of them are very. Um, the, the tradition is has been the the regulative principle of only doing worship what is yeah. Spe- uh, specifically mandated by scripture so they mm. only sing psalms mm. and i mean this is not the case in all the churches now but but it has been for years and years to only sing psalms and to have no instruments which mm. means that you you have developed this style and approach but it also brings me to to another point which i wanted to mention which is if you literally only use the psalms as your songbook you can be much less picky and choosy about what the psalms say Mm. And there are some bits of the psalms which are quite uncomfortable, mm. um, or or difficult to understand, or or, or feel like non sequiturs or whatever else. So so when you're sort of composing, uh, you know, a shorter, more compact song for a particular form, especially in a context where all all singing is earnest and heartfelt, and from you know, then that challenges. To try and put psalms into that can be quite challenging sometimes. Yeah. To be in a tradition where you just say, well, these are the words of scripture, we're going to sing them, it is a different place. And so I was just thinking about, you know, when we get to the tricky bits of the psalms, and there are tricky bits, um, I just had a, one two thoughts on that. And maybe that you just say, do you know what, those are too tricky, I don't know what to do with those bits, I'm not <laughs> going to do them. Like, That's all right. Um, I, another way of approaching it is to say you don't have to know what, to do with them you could just use them anyway in, you know when when you're setting your psalm rather than try and solve all of the conundrums about how would i actually incorporate this into sung worship on a sunday that is good to think of that stuff when we're writing these things but other times especially with things like the psalms maybe sometimes say i don't really know but i'm going to put them in my song mm. these tricky bits and that's that's what i'll do um it can be helpful imagining someone in a completely different cultural context than yours singing them because sometimes you realize ah this actually has a meaning that is just sort of feels like nonsense for me in my context but i can imagine you know and and i think we talked about this before but um you know you can imagine somebody in ukraine right now singing some of these things and and there'd be so much more they would seem perfectly justified on the lips of 
of some people. Mm. Um, and the other thing would be to just say, you know, maybe it's coming back to this kind of musical theatre or different sections thing. You know, a, a certain thought expressed in a kind of bombastic, strident way is quite different to a, so, a thought expressed in a tentative or mournful way mm-hmm. or, a, or a playful way. Or, you know, you, you can add and you can develop quite a lot of meaning to some of the things that the Psalms say, because they are often quite quite emotional, aren't they? By by the music you choose, by the melody, the rhythm, by the chords you use, by the mood of the music. And that would be an interesting thing to do. When you get to a, a more difficult bit, maybe change style completely. Mm. Maybe it's a complete segue into something that's appropriate for mm. that particular bit of text. So we've got 60 Psalms. Like I said, that you know, we're not really hard taskmasters you can pick whichever time you want but if you want to help us try and hit the full 150 then we're going to post those 60 times you keep an eye on what everyone else yeah. is doing and um maybe we'll get there and absolutely make david brecken <laughs> day <laughs> That's all we've got time for this month. All that remains is to say thank you to Andrew and Keiko and Sam and uh, to introduce our featured song, which this month is going to be from Rebecca Beezer's new record, Psalm 27, Ask, Seek, Dwell. And the track is House of the Lord. Bye. Bye. Bye.